Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Hello there, everyone. There, everyone. Hi, Stan. How are you doing today? Excellent. Excellent. How about yourself, Bryn? Oh, as if you're watching this live, you'll notice I might be on vacation, but I would not <laughs> miss this for the beach. So excited yes. to be. Thank you. Much appreciated. And happy 4th of July in advance to all those who celebrate. And uh, so we just look forward to spending some time with you briefly today before we jump totally into the holiday mode. And we're going to be talking about 11, kind of hard to figure out how to do that with, but 11 sales navigator filters. Wait, wait, you do 10 and I'll do one. Go ahead. Oh, there we go. There we go. I 11. Like it. 11. Okay. I'll remember that for the future. I can get up to 20 fingers on here. So yes, we're gonna be talking about some Sales Navigator filters, as we said, that will rock your world. There are a lot of filters. Some of them you're probably using all the time, like geography and so forth and so on. But there, there are a few that I wanted to dive into in a little bit more depth because we may not use them all the time. And we have a couple of relatively new features for you as well. So. Bryn, is it okay if we start with account filters and then we'll go over to lead filters? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm great with that. So we all know that, that you can search based on company revenue and company headcount. But what's easy to miss is that you can also search and filter by department headcount growth. Now, when we say growth, that means both growth, if it's growing, if the department is growing, but you can also search for departments that may be shrinking in headcount. Okay, mm. not, not a very positive thing, but it may be an opportunity to help them. Okay, if you're, yeah, exactly. So if you know that a department is shrinking depending on your solution. And Bryn, it sounds like a thought hit your mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about growth. So why would you care about growth depending on what it is you do? What if you're a commercial realtor? They're growing. They may need more office space. What if you are a commercial furniture dealer? Obviously, they may need new desks, right? So I want you to really think about if your prospects need you, if they're growing, right? There are lots of opportunities in there. Now, you may say, well, why would I want to work with someone who's shrinking, who's laying off? Well, you know, you may have some services that could now fill a gap that is now that they've done some layoffs. And a lot of times companies will do that. They'll lay off entire marketing teams and then hire a marketing company 
to, you know, to supplement. So take a look at your business and say, is this a filter that would help me identify a more qualified opportunity? Yep, exactly. Exactly. And some of you on the call may be offering fractionalized services because I've heard of everything from fractionalized CFO services where someone who has that background will literally come in and fill in part time. And mm -hmm. uh, mo most recently heard of fractionalized CEO, which I'd never heard of before. But as Bryn said, if you have a service that can fill a gap, it may be an opportunity for you. Now, Great number job. two. Yeah, because I just realized we're going to have to go through as it's 11. So we're going to need to I'll go through these relatively quickly. Yeah, my goodness. Technology is used. I know we may have mentioned this on another call, but technology is mm -hmm. used is kind of buried at the bottom of the filters under accounts. And if you offer, say, complementary technologies to, you can type in Salesforce as an example. You can type in Oracle, SAP, and other you know, smaller uh, software, other types of technologies. If you offer complementary technologies, that may surface some opportunities for you that you never would have been aware of. So that's mm. a little used filter, but it's there. Uh, we're trying to get them to give us an actual list of all the technologies that they have in the dropdown. So we don't have to guess. So we'll see. But that that's a filter that we just want to make sure everyone knew about. Yeah, that's that's great. I love that filter. Uh, if you're in the SaaS world, there are so many other ways, though. I mean, and we, we don't know them all. We don't know exactly what it is that you do. But there are so many other ways that you could probably leverage this technology is used. Right. Even if let's say, for example, you're a sales trainer, if they have Salesforce.com. That means that they're investing in in their you know in the sale uh, the way that their team sells. So maybe you can complement that, right? Um, there's just so much in technologies used, and I know we're also going to speed this up. But as we're going through these, I really want you to sit back and say, is this a trigger that almost pre-qualifies them in as an opportunity? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So next one, I'm coming up on a couple that are, are potential gold mines, even though these are really good. Senior leadership changes within the past three months. Mm -hmm. Many times a senior leadership change, depending on who it is, may indicate a change in direction, uh, a new set of initiatives that are coming. So as always, Sales Navigator is trying to position you to start conversations around relevant events that may turn into sales opportunities, if not immediately, down the road. So senior leadership changes is one other filter that you can use and potential opportunities to start conversations. Bren, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, so... Um... You know, I think, I think I just had a brain block. Wait, 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 wait. Repeat your last line. Yep. So I yep. had an idea that left. And 
Yeah, I was probably talking at the time. So with senior leadership changes within the past three oh, months. Yes. Okay, so this is my thought. There's a new person in this role probably brought in to make a change, probably brought in because something isn't working or, or maybe they had turnover, right? That the person that had the job before um, just wasn't, wasn't a fit. There's probably things broken. And so folks that are new in a job are much more open to hearing new opportunities and new ways to do things. So the opportunity here to get a first conversation is significantly higher than if you had someone that um, simply was there for years and years and years is just comfortable and happy with the way things are going. Exactly. Exactly. So complacency will not be something you need to worry about with someone who's new. Yeah. And, uh, yep. And a lot of times one of our biggest competitors is the status quo. And as Bryn mm. said, when someone's new, they're there to make changes. The status quo is not a given. So if you have alternatives, it's a tremendous opportunity. Brilliant. So the, yep. So the next one we're going to talk about is companies that announce that they have more money to spend. There's a filter for funding events in the past 12 months. Now, it's not always going to be the case that it's funding for what you have to offer. But if a company does get funding, if they have more money, uh, it's worth at least looking into what it's earmarked for or, or even beyond that. If it's not earmarked for you, you may still be able to make a case that they should invest some of it with you. Yeah. So some of this is so interesting. And if you do some social listening and deep dive, you may find out what the funding was raised for. Is it for technology and programmers? Is it uh, to grow a sales team? I mean, sometimes in a press release or something like that, you may actually be able to find that information. The other thing that you can do is start to, to, to look at your pathways on in sales navigator. So now we've identified ABC got X, you know, funding for, for X, Y, and Z. And you're like, man, this is someone that, this is a company that could, I could really bring value to. So great. We've, we've decided that. And now I want you to go in and look at your social proximity to them. Do I know anyone that works at that company? Do I know anyone that knows someone that works at that company? Now, for this first step, I highly recommend that you actually go pretty low and unimportant in the company if you can. Mm -hmm. Don't go too high until you have enough information, insights to share where you're coming across educated. But we have to get educated. And not everything is going to be in that press release or on that website or in that Google search. So start to have conversations with folks. This is public information. They should feel pretty proud that they got this funding and willing to talk about it a little bit. And you can even kind of say, you know, here are the three or four people inside of your company that I'm going to be reaching out to. Do you have any insights for me? 
Do you know any of them well enough to make an introduction? So grabbing that filter to that they've had this funding event, doing some deep dive, and then leveraging your social proximity to start a conversation is the trifecta. Love it. Love it. The trifecta. Good. Well, let's see. To wrap up the account filters we're going to be talking about, one may sound fairly mundane, but I'll bet a lot of people may not be doing this. And it's just the ability to filter based on account lists that you've already set up. And you can include or exclude all the accounts on the list that you set up. So why? Well, it's a good idea to have an account list of your competitors. Why? So you can filter them out of your searches. Why spend any time doing that? And um, lists of your prospects as well. If, for example, you're tasked with going after new logos, okay, prospects, competitors, and your current clients, because they're Maybe occasions when you want to exclude your current clients when you're looking for new logos, as an example. So I as always, that. yeah. Yeah. So the other thing is if you're doing a search and you know that some of your colleagues are in accounts that just keep coming up, just you can just exclude that account, or you can have, you know. Jane's accounts and then, you know, oh, Jane has this account or this account or maybe in-house accounts. And anytime you come up against a company that, um, you know, that's already an in-house account, you can then exclude all of those in one shot. So I love that. Yep, exactly. All right. And Bryn, we're going to do a quick pivot to lead filters. So we talked about several account filters that you can use. Now we're going to talk about some lead filters. And one is we're used to, to filtering based on geography, but Sales Navigator also gives you the ability to filter by what they call postal code, which here is in the U.S. Is zip code. And you can do a radius <laughs> around a certain zip code. Now, um, Bryn, you can let me know if you have other ideas. What occurs to me is, is good use cases for this are things that you're doing in person. As an example, if you're visiting a city, you're you know, taking a flight, you've got one appointment there, you still have some time on your hands to see if you can get to some other people that are close by. You don't have time to take a two and a half hour drive to see somebody. But... Mm -hmm you could filter within five miles of the zip code where your initial meeting's being held. Mm. Um, so that's that's one. And same thing if you're inviting people to an in-person event and you want to make sure that you hit or invite the relevant people who are close to that particular event. Mm -hmm. That's another use for that. I think that's those are two really great use cases. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the zip code radius for so many reasons. For example, you and I are in the greater New York area. But when you put that in, 
that's Connecticut, that's Long Island, that's New Jersey, right? Like, but if we could do, like, if I can do, uh, you know, a 10 mile radius from Linden, New Jersey, all of a sudden, like, I, I, I have control over um, how far out these prospects are. Exactly. So I think the zip code radius is amazing. I love that. I use it all the time. Good deal. Good deal. Yep. Now, the next one is one that is fairly mundane. I'm sure everyone on the call is doing this, but this is just a reminder. SalesNav allows you to look at everyone who's viewed your profile within the past 90 days, as opposed mm -hmm. to just the last five people who've looked at you in the past 90 days on LinkedIn. So just a gentle reminder, don't forget to look at who's viewed your profile. And of course, SalesNav gives you more leeway because you don't have to do it necessarily every day, although that's not a bad habit. Mm -hmm. But if you miss a day or so, or if you're on the beach or whatever, and you could just say, okay, I have 90 days. I'm not going to miss anybody if I take the time to look at it. So, Bryn, any thoughts on that one? I know that one's relatively yeah. basic. But. Uh, you know, we say that it's 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 basic and we know about it, but I think we're underutilizing it. So one of the things that we can do is, let's say you have a list of, you know, the 250 people that you've reached out to over and, and hopefully you save them and categorize them in lists that you've reached out to. And maybe you've moved the ones that have responded have now moved outside of a list. So you might say active prospects or, or create that saved search in, you know, reached out, engaged, whatever it is that you want us. So it could even be if you've engaged on their content. And then we, we almost use the saved search name, that search, the saved leads, sorry, not the saved search, the saved leads. We're going to name that lead list, um, it, it, you know, it, you know, engaged on content or invited to event or whatever it is. Mm. Now we want to pull that list up and look at how many of them visited your profile. They may not have accepted your connection request. They may not have accepted your event where they're curious enough to see your profile. So these are active people that we're trying to get on the radar of. And every once in a while, and again, I'm probably one that doesn't do this enough either, but you are going to be shocked at how many people you've reached out to that you think are completely ghosting you. If they looked at your profile, they had a little bit of interest enough for you to reply. Yes. Yes. And that's the wonderful thing about uh, LinkedIn is it does show you who's looked at the, your profile, even if they don't engage with you. Otherwise, even if they never send you a message, mm -hmm. otherwise you would never know. Now, a couple of new ones. Uh, one is called buyer intent. And that's just a, it's a fancy way of saying leads who work at accounts where people there are starting to look at your company. It could be Folks or a competitor, who, I think, right? Um, Maybe not. Competitor part, I'm not sure. That one I have to look at. But it's it's people who've 
indicated some interest in your company, either by looking at your profile, looking at the company page, looking at profiles of your colleagues. And all this kind of data is something that the algorithm could do, but we could never do manually. There's just no way. So this is another way that Sales Navigator works for us by surfacing potential indicators of interest that we would never see ourselves. So I can't remember exactly what it is, but there is something in there. It may not be direct competitors, but they're engaging on content that's okay. relevant to your industry. I think that's the next one, which is, is uh, category interest. Sorry. So that's I okay. We're, we're, we're going to. Yep, we're going to talk about that one too anyway, and that, that one's also relatively new. So that one is if leads, and, and this is also one reason why it's so important to, to save your leads so that you're sending signals to the algorithm so that they can let you know as much information as they can. Uh, I know I'm, I'm speaking about the algorithm as if it's a person, but um, it's really working hard for you. So the buyer intent, someone works for a company and someone there is looking at your company page. If you have a marketing team that's using LinkedIn advertising and they're, they're using tags so that they can retarget people who've looked at your website and all of that, the algorithm can factor that in also. Got it. Interesting. Yep. yep. So and then- you go ahead. I was just going to say the the uh, category interest is if they're looking at products that are in your general category, and I don't know all the the elements that the algorithm takes into consideration. One is groups that people may have joined, other forms of engagement, um, what they have on their profile. They, they being the leads. Mm -hmm. So all of that is factored into to the category interest category. Yeah. So I, I, there is a list of categories. I, I put it in, we'll put it in the show notes. I put it in the chat, um, okay. but it looks Thank like you. there's, there's, you know, business strategy, computing, um, a lot of like there's construction and customer support. I mean, there is an enormous amount of um, categories that you can choose from. And then, um, so I think, you know, and, and you can even jump down even further. Uh, as you said, it's brand new. And as we're recording this, as we're, we're talking about this, it still has that little new button. Yeah. That's how new it is. Um, so, you know, by the time you're listening to this, things may have changed a little. Reach out to us if they have. We'll update you. <laughs> exactly. It's never boring with Sales Navigator. There's always something new going on. Um, but the good news is they're, they're always trying to help us and mm -hmm. help us do our jobs better. Now, another, another category, for lack of a better term, is people you interacted with. And by that, sales nav means people uh, that you've direct messaged or who viewed your profile. 
because there may be times when you're doing searches and you don't want to, and I'm sorry, let me flip it. It's actually people who you viewed their profile. Oh. So when you're searching for people and you're doing lead searches, a lot of times you don't want to see people that you've already looked at. And so you can set the people you've interacted with filter to kind of exclude ones that you've already looked at so you can stay focused on those that are new. Now, if you've direct messaged them, and this is something I need to find out whether it also includes in-mails, because if you've already mm -hmm. in-mailed someone and you say, okay, don't want to worry about people I've already reached out to, I'm only interested in the new ones that I haven't reached out to. This is so interesting. Yeah. I haven't used that yet. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I do think it helps with, um, we do often have an issue and I've been a victim of this plenty of times where they reach out like they've never reached out to you before. Like you've never had a conversation before. And here is the big challenge around this. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn sales navigator has its own inbox and then LinkedIn.com. So you could have had an entire conversation with someone on LinkedIn.com. But when you check the message inside of Sales Navigator, you're like, oh, we never had a conversation. And so this particular filter uh, really helps so that you don't kind of, it's not stick your foot in your mouth, but it's like, um, you're not embarrassed. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yet another reason why they need to combine the inboxes or allow us to be able to look at all of them in one for that very reason. So yeah, yeah, thank you. Brendan, now the, the last one are lead lists and the ability to include or exclude lead lists when you're mm -hmm. doing searches. We, we talked about the same thing with accounts. Mm -hmm. When you're doing lead searches, the same logic applies. If you have a lead list and for some reason you want to include it in your search, you can do that. If you want to exclude a list you've taken the time to set up, you can do that as well in a search. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of reiterate this because I think it's important and there's this overlap anyway, is, you know, this, that particular um, lead list is great in combination with who's viewed your profile in combination with, um, you know, other triggers, you know, um, maybe it's, you know, who, uh, your cat, your saved leads. And then you want to see who of those saved leads are following your company because each of these combination of filters, you can you can really create a warmer and warmer opportunity and list. The last thing is don't forget about the second degree connections. Map out your social proximity who can help you get to all of these people. People. Yep. Yep. So true. Yeah, yes. I look forward to uh, diving into more detail about the different combinations in future episodes because, yeah, because that's like Sales Navigator 300 series stuff. So, yep, looking forward to it. Bryn, thank you. This has been awesome. And 
Yep, always fun. And I'd also encourage those of you who are on or are watching the replay is reach out to us with our, your questions and the types of things you'd like us to talk about here because we're always looking for that kind of feedback. Righty, thanks everybody. Have a great holiday. See you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And join us again for more insights on Sales Navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and social selling.